This episode is brought to you by the Unveil Deep Dives, a unique transformational experience that you can book today with Victoria Fenton. In 90 minutes, she will walk you through an in-depth human design reading, interweaving insights from the Gene Key system and her extensive coaching experience. Unveiled Deep Dives are available now, and you can book into Victoria's Diary directly from the Unveil website at unveilenterprises.com forward slash deep dives. In today's episode of the Unveil podcast, Brace Harris and I talk all about love and loving yourself and what that truly means. More specifically, we break it down and talk about the concept of identity. What is the actual self? Is it a truth or is it a construct? And if it's a construct, what is it constructed on? Then we go into recontextualizing trauma and discussing about how trauma can be minimized and shouldn't be. We talk about stress and anything that can stress you as a child that creates an adaptation pattern as an adult. And then we break down those adaptation patterns. And hopefully we leave you with the impression that everything can be okay, but you can also still want to work on elements of yourself. So enjoy today's episode and listen up for some interesting announcements. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Brace Harris. And I'm Victoria Fenton. And we are... Unveil. How's everybody doing out there? Take a, take a quick check-in. Do a quick check-in with yourself. Mm. Mm, how am I in this moment? Hmm. How are you doing, Victoria? I think I'm okay. There's a lot going th- on for us at the moment. Yes, there is. And I'm kind of um, moving through my own stuff at the same time as bringing something out into the world, which is necessarily appropriately apt at mm. the right time. Mm. But it always means that there's an intensity to these phases. Intensity in what way? So, I mean, I, I tend to be the kind of person who does everything on all levels at the same time. So if I'm going through a massive um, build phase for our business, which Mm -hmm. we are, Mm -hmm. um, and a massive sort of productivity stage, that's also happening internally. Because when we say that Unveil is an expression of our souls and our identities, we're not, that's not just an ephemeral statement. (laughs) It's literally an expression of everything that we have done in our lifetimes. And for me, that is, that's the sort of alchemization of 20 years of experience and maturation through challenge and illness and different careers and all that kind of stuff and where I feel I'm at personally right now is that unveil is is the thing it's the thing I'm going to do for the rest of my life it's it's the it's the culmination that makes me feel better (laughs) so I'm not going to leave you (laughs) but it is that kind of culmination energy Mm -hmm. and so that culmination isn't just in the business it's also in that personal process and I think sitting in honor of that journey means that I have to hold unveil and its growth and its potential with the same magnitude as I hold my own Mm. and work on both with the same intensity so when we're looking at me leaving the US on Monday to head back for the UK for a month it's kind of like we're on a bit of a deadline to get certain things done and we are and we are yeah um and and it's also happening for me at the same time so there's a lot Mm, there's a lot kind of speeding up so we're having multiple conversations on multiple levels which all is great because, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, all of it goes back to what we want to give back. 100%. Yeah. To all you amazing folks out there. Right. Right. And, I, and it's interesting because we genuinely do just down tools when there's something to address personally for either of us. And mm. we, we always prioritize the things that need doing 
yes. not the things that need doing from a administrative perspective. It's like yes, because that's really fun. <laughs> Grace does not like admin. <laughs> <laughs> A little insight into my world. Right. Yes. But it, and it's interesting because I'm very competent at it, but like, it's not my love. It's just what I can do. And I'm learning, I think, to just because I can doesn't mean I should or have to. There you go. There's a little, a little tidbit for you guys a that, uh, yeah, a little nugget. So in today's podcast, we wanted to uh, bring a little bit more of insight into self and like yeah. how how we look at ourselves and how we look at ourselves in and what light we're using to do so mm, mm-hmm. and Is this that, isn't this yeah, yeah this is emerged out of so what we are building at the moment and we teased it a bit in the last podcast we recorded um mm-hmm. whether it comes out consecutively is an open question mm-hmm. um but we teased uh, that we are hosting a workshop mm-hmm um, we have now got a date for that workshop. It's going to be the 11th and 12th of June. Is that correct? Should yeah, we I'm pretty sure. Triple check that. It's a weekend. If that's not a weekend, guys, find the weekend that's nearest to that. There is, is an 11 in there somewhere, I, I do believe. Do you reckon? Yes. So that's going to be in June. Because it's the Queen's birthday? On the 11th, yes. Yeah. It's the 11th and 12th of June. So just... Happy birthday, Your Majesty. <laughs> so, so that's being launched mm-hmm. and... Um, can we give the title of that away yet? Should we give the title of that away? No, braces like uh-huh. tease it. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, sure. Why not? So the title, working title, is going to be title. Yeah. redefining your route to loving yourself. Great. And, and, and I actually love it. Redefining the route to loving yourself because there's a million billion love yourself. And it's kind of, from my experience, been somewhat of the same message. Yeah. Um, but we have a different way of yes. looking at it and we're excited about continuing to build that message. Mm. So that way, all of you out there who are interested or those of you who eventually find us in between now and then have a, a different perspective. Mm. And, and that's what I really love about it. It's approaching it our way, mm-hmm. but changing the way that we're seeing what we're seeing and looking at it and what I think is a really intelligent way Mm -hmm. um not that the other ways are not but i think it speaks to us as like coaches and who we are as well like we're not cheerleaders only we're not here to sort of just be you know positive mental attitude and mantras and memes and stuff Mm -hmm. that's not the way we coach we're very much about unveiling the truth behind right and this is a different way uh way that we we feel is very useful about how to do that yeah it's like how to dig a little bit deeper how to move past what could potentially be only surface level insights into yourself and really dig deeper and so for today we are going to get into a little bit a little bit about how to do that why we why we want to reframe it, basically. Yeah, and I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, thank you. You know, and it's, it's really useful to say that, like, this will be like a teaser of what, where we're going with the whole thought process of the weekend workshop. So there will be two whole days with us digging much more into these concepts. But we wanted to start talking about it now because it's very reflective of exactly who we are and where we come from in this whole industry. And I think this also speaks to a few things that we've spoken about in the last few podcasts, but it gets us into the place where 
we're really breaking down how we see the human condition in Unveil and how that then can give you a different lens through which to look at every single thing that you're trying to do, whether that's develop more self-love or, you know, change your relationships or change your, you know, concept of your career. Like everything we do through Unveil is self first. And I think that's where we're going to kind of meander around today. Meander around. I like it. (laughs) So as far as... Where, where do you want to start? Well, I think, like, let's break down the phrase, love yourself. Because mm. there's a lot of, like, confusion in that. And we're not, I don't want to break down the word love today. Because I think love is a supreme concept that we could spend hours, like, talking about. But let's just take love as the kind of concept that everybody knows. I think the most interesting word to break down in that is self. And I think it's an interesting thing to look at in terms of when you're saying love yourself, who are you actually trying to love? And that's, that's the first question that we get to ask. It's like, if you don't feel like you've got a strong relationship to self-love, who, who are you trying to love in all of this? So let's just break down the concept of identity and mm-hmm. who you think you are. And who you think that you're trying not to be. Yes. At the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we are a, that combination of um, who we think we actually are in contrast to who we know we're not or who we think we're not or who we think we're not and we should be and there's Mm -hmm. all of this like comparison mentality um but that concept of identity is a really interesting one it's like how do you think of identity brace like if if you say it to you and this is an open question we haven't actually discussed this i'm just sort of trying to get into people's perspective on what identity might be so traditionally old me Mm -hmm. would say that identity was who you show up to others as not necessarily who Mm. i see myself as Mm -hmm. is like who am i to other people Mm -hmm. and that for me really influenced a lot of my decision making processes and the way that i saw myself throughout my entire life Mm -hmm. it's like there was definitely people pleasing and uh if you've listened to the podcast uh in the past I have always had throughout my life this, my value is conditional strategy set up, like structure the way that I live my life. I must be able to do X in order to receive approval from outside sources. Mm -hmm. Like what I truly thought about myself didn't necessarily have a whole lot of weight Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. So uh, identity as far as the way that I have seen myself in the past, that was... Uh, a big a big deal did that yeah no it's interesting answer, because i yeah. think that and this is so important and all the coaches listening out there this demonstrates the importance of asking clarifying questions about your clients concepts of the word identity because the words identity and role are really interesting and and they they cross mingle yeah. and it's like you've just explained that perfectly with your approach to like who you were was determined by how other people's how other people saw you Mm -hmm. and how other people see you tends to be in boxes of like your career and your relationship status and your this and and it kind of becomes this cumulative notion of who that person is based on what they do in the world and and also how they show up and it's interesting because irrespective of whether you're talking role or whether you're feeling like it's identity as in self-derived characteristics it's all construct it's all this cumulative there's this bit and this bit and this bit and it's uh, yeah lots of data but where are you getting your one. yeah where are you getting your data from yeah and what sort of filters is this data moving through mm. and how are you seeing it or not seeing it 
and there are a million billion filters that we take in and, and, and adapt and pull into the way that we view the world because they either help us um, understand why other people are treating us. Mm-hmm. They help us understand where we sit in the hierarchy of things. Yeah. And it also, I think these filters also help us rationalize how we think and feel about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I love what you just pointed out because that's all very comparison led as well. It's like, who are we towards others and how do other people perceive us? And it's like that difference thing. And human beings are we're categorization machines with our brains. Mm-hmm. It's like I mean, do you think of identity like that? Or, or is this unique to just the way I interpreted the question? No, I think that identity is, is it's always a construct, I think is the point that I drive at. Got so it. like your identity can either be um, based on those kind of role characteristics, or I think some people would see identity a bit more as a construct of their behavioral characteristics. Mm. So how they behave in society mm. and how they, but it's all these conglomerate mishmash of external presentations and how you interface with the world. Right. And so I'm starting to write a module in our, um, in our Transformational Healing Retreat course, which will also be re- launching in June. And it's all about relationships. And I'm like, it's not about relationships just to other people. You are always in relationship Relation. yeah. to, to something. Right. And so I think a lot of the time we derive our concept of our identity based on that very thing, based on that kind of how are we in relationship to the world of work, the world of love, the world yep. of friendships. And where does that start when we're kids? Right. And if you just, and just to highlight on that point as well, it's like you are the same person that you were when you were a child. You're, like Brace hasn't like gone anywhere. So who is really you? Because you, you are actually a different person. Yeah, and I keep throwing on like new coats of paint depending on the situation. Right. And there's a lot of layers of paint there. And sometimes we have to come up with different strategies about how to chip that paint away mm-hmm. to get down to the baseboards. And it's like, ooh, beautiful, yes. you know, beautiful walls or beautiful floor. Yeah, yeah. Like these are the original wood floors. Mm. Oh, man. And so that's such a good point because so many times people think their identity is the cumulative layers of paint, not the wood floor underneath. Mm, and I think I love that. that's the point well, that we drive at. Do you think do you think that the cumulative layers of paint could potentially be someone's identity? I think again it depends on how you like define, define it? identity. Yeah. Okay. Because you know, skipping ahead to the end of our podcast where we talk about all of this and adaptation patterns, it's like the secret to this, and we're gonna like what rewatching the sixth sense you. The secret to all of this is even if your identity is a construct of behavior patterns, that's called being human. And mm-hmm. there is not necessarily a strong identity to everyone. Like if we just talk in human design terms, there are people who don't have a strong identity center. It doesn't make them any less of a person. It makes them way more easy to be a chameleon and mm. to take on the identities of the situation that they're in. Which is their identity. That is their right. identity. Their identity is, is the non-identity. But it's about how to, because this is the thing within like, particularly coaching and personal development space it's very easy to think everything is workable everything you need to work on you need to like change everything like like, i have some of the stuff is in there right and it's this constant phrase that i have with my clients it's like yeah but how do we determine if that's a problem or not and i think that's there you go yes okay beautiful this this gets to more so what i was kind of digging in and digging Mm. for it's like 
okay, the things that have happened in your life that have made you who you are, Mm. we're not trying to dismiss those things. But what we get to look at, especially Mm. when we're moving into the self and trying to figure out, you know, why we are the way that we are and how can we more efficiently Mm. move through the world. Mm. All those things that have happened to you that made you who you are doesn't necessarily, those aren't bad or good things. They're just what has happened. Mm. And how you are today is not necessarily good or bad, Mm -hmm. depending, um, you know, Shoot, I, I feel what I'm trying to say, but I can't articulate it. I think just to like help a little bit. Yeah. It's very easy to get into coaching thinking that things need to change. And I think everything that we do at Unveil is about you just need to be aware. And then you get to make a choice yeah. of what's effective. What's effective and not effective. And, not effective. and right. I think the other thing that we are very strong on in unveil and a big reason why this podcast discussion and the workshop even came up is because we are building a transformational healing retreat and all of the beginning part of that is educating on the things that make you who you are today and it isn't that we just are born and raised and we are who we are it's like we're born and raised and we experience challenges and adapt around those challenges and we are who we are and that is universal Mm -hmm. so everything that you are yes you are just a construct of behavior patterns but we all are because we don't have anything else like there isn't right we're we're limited by the human experience 100 yeah and so that human experience is a little bit to do with society and literally the society into which we are born it's a massive form former of your identity so how can identity be a universal one thing when if I was born in a different country I'd have a different identity mm-hmm. and it's interesting being me because I've traveled a lot and I, I've seen country identities and who they are and in the US it's even more complicated because there's like state identities and they're, they're, they're strong right but that says that there's this isn't innate in a human it's inbuilt into the human from the society that they're living in mm-hmm. and again not good or bad not up or down it's just these things build into our consciousness because they sort of filter into our nervous system as we grow up during childhood. And I think the other thing that happens is, you know, who you surround yourself with will determine how you behave. There is that kind of phrase, which is, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time Mm, with. Well, that has to mean that we are influenceable by people that we are around. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, sorry. No, no, I was just gonna add a little nugget. Yes, you said that a thank you. Man, I I can't find my words today. Um, and I've lost my train of thought. No worries. You were gonna add something to society and and states and identities and nations and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I probably was. <laughs> This is this is this is how it goes for me sometimes, ladies and, I love and gentlemen. This. Do you know what I love, by the way, guys? Because <laughs> Brace is an emotional manifester with a very individual circuitry. Like just being human designy about it. And some days Brace's words are on, and some days Brace's words are off. Today they're not so not so there. And if you knew the amount that we were both holding and doing and dealing with, you would probably grasp why. But it's interesting because the biggest thing about our friendship and our business partnership is that nothing is ever a problem and we extend that to our clients and it's kind of the point we're trying to make it's like you were just speaking about your identity being contextual on like 
how you showed up in the world and kind of what other people thought of you and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And we have a very like strong relationship founded on whoever you are and however you show up, it's absolutely okay. And so whenever we do anything like this, which is like trying to reconstruct your idea of your identity and maybe you're just a summation of all your behavioral rubbish and adaptation <laughs> patterns, we're not saying it to be judgmental. We're saying it to say, dude, this is phenomenal. Like you made it through your childhood. Congratulations, <laughs> like whoever you are. Yes. And that's the biggest thing that we're, we're going to move on to because most of the adaptation patterns that are maladaptive and not maladaptive as in they were the wrong strategy to adapt, but maladaptive as in they were right at the time, but become negative over time. Most of those behavioral strategies and patterns were created in ex sort of like extenuating circumstances. So trauma. Mm. But we want to recontextualize trauma because there's that whole thing about big T and little t, and we did record a whole trauma podcast. Right. But we don't love the word little t, do we? We do not. Uh, it, it, it dismisses the impact and mm. the importance of that moment. Because, you know, if your dad comes home and you made a, a model and he ignores the fact that you're super excited about it. Mm. And then from then on, you decide that you're not important. And mm. I mean, and for a child that may actually happen, that is just as impactful as, as something that we as society may consider a much more uh, intense. And I'm sure the nervous system knows the difference between something way more uh, violent mm. and, you know, a father ignoring his child mm -hmm. but it still influences how mm. you develop mm. and that's what I think we want to say mm. it's like calling it little t or big t almost diminishes its mm. value in how you mm. have developed as a human being absolutely and all of that is very I, I think sacred as far as mm. who we grow up to be mm -hmm. and it's sacred and special to the individual especially mm. because mm. I know that anything that's happened to me and in, in my life for me is very 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 important and mm. how it impacted me mm. and to someone else it may be like I don't I don't get why that was such a mm -hmm. landmine moment but that's okay mm. it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks nope it's really all about you and now you get to take those moments and and really look at them using a little bit different perspective mm. now and that's what, kind of what we want to get into yeah. today yeah 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 because there's and so the the role of trauma and let's just take trauma out of it because yeah. it's a triggering word and people hear the word trauma and I'm worried. It's very charged. Yeah, yeah. And I'm worried at the moment that it's become kind of too common and popular because it makes people turn off a little bit. It makes people switch up and like, oh, another trauma informed coach talking about trauma. It's like, okay, right. So let's just talk about stress. Anything mm. that was stressful. Now, the classical definition of trauma is anything that was too much or too fast or too little for too long. And we've we've got whole modules in our course about right. trauma and the difference between a traumatic experience and something being laid down as a traumatic imprint. And that we can't cover in a podcast because we've got modules and modules on it. But the reality is that 
everything that happens to us changes the way we relate to the world and therefore it's a it's a stressor it's a challenge it's a you've got to deal with this circumstance and therefore it's going to change how you show up and that initial change will change how you show up for the rest of your life and so your identity yes it's a hodgepodge of kind of behavioral patterns and all that kind of jazz but it was actually formed very early on in how you were parented how you were loved within a family unit and you came up with a great example like talk about your example of like siblings okay so just we'll just take like the hierarchy if you have siblings like in my family it's three boys Mm -hmm. i was the eldest eldest has very specific uh, circumstances that they have to deal with as does the middle as does the the youngest and with those different experiences come different strategies for survival mm-hmm. and where do I fit in mm-hmm. how do I work in this family unit mm-hmm. what is my place mm-hmm. and sometimes the strategies we come up with for doing so are not the ones we want to take into our adulthood, right. into our workplace, into our relationships, and yet we do mm. because those are the survival techniques that our nervous system was like, yep, that's the way to fit in. That's this. the way to fit in. That's mm. the way we live longer. Mm within whatever tribe that is, whether it be a work tribe or friendships or, you know, mm. athletics. It's like, where do you, where are you in the hierarchy mm. of the world? Mm-hmm. And how do you receive love as well? Because obviously with the, the children, it's like, oh yeah, it's, it's a division of parental love. And it isn't. Like, genuinely, it is not. We're not saying that parents mm. divide their love. In mm. fact, every parent with more than one child would disagree that that's what happens. But your time doesn't allow for all of the things and your children unless they're twins obviously but they're at different developmental stages so they quote unquote need you less and so the division of labor changes the way you show up for each child and so as soon as there's a second child and, and only children as you made the point earlier when we were discussing this only children have their own kind of baggage to deal oh, yeah. with but it changes the way your nervous system sees yourself in the hierarchy of the world. And you were saying, as the eldest, you have all the responsibility and you've carried that through to you. It's all my responsibility. I need to take care. I need to fix everything. (laughs) And, you know, middle children have that kind of complex of, well, I'm not the baby because I, so I don't get all the gooey love and I'm not the eldest. So like, where do I fit? And there's, there's like schools of thought on middle child syndrome and the youngest, you know, can never be good enough. Never does. Always in the shadow or they're, have to be even more so than what their older siblings were. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, they're the last chance. Potentially. <laughs> right? I mean, talk about weight. Wow, I'm yeah. the I'm the last chance. You better be like, the No success. pressure. Yeah. yeah, no pressure. Yeah, and so all of this, like, these are not things that would be classically called traumas, although I guess it depends on your definition of trauma, but, like, within the world, these are just realities. Right. And those realities create... Yeah. yeah. And they create adaptation patterns. And so we're going to swing this all back around to where we started with the whole kind of identity, love, who is yourself, how do you love yourself? Because we're never going to not be a set of behavioral adaptation patterns. It's just who we are. And it's like, we need to lose this idea that particularly us at like unveil it's not what trying to get back to tabula rasa complete like naked human being like no imprinting whatsoever because that's not the point the point is where are these adaptations in your life mm. and where are they 
either beneficial or just neutral and just like who you are and they don't have consequences versus where are they not beneficial and have actual consequences on how you show up and how you're able to move through the world because ultimately this is all about moving through the world it's all about how do you feel about yourself because the question is if you don't love yourself why don't you love yourself Mm. and it's like that's got to be something that you've learnt to feel based on how you have received feedback from the way you are in the world and I think this is a, a great point to just ask everyone out there where don't you love yourself what areas of your life are you not you're not feeling it or you're not as happy with yourself as you feel like you should be or could be I don't know and if this is like starting to spark thoughts inside you do just stop this podcast now get a journal write about it mm. because loving yourself is the greatest gift you can give to yourself and it yeah. should be the easiest and it should be the most obvious and yet so hard otherwise <laughs> we wouldn't, we wouldn't need to be, yeah, here. We wouldn't need to be here at all yeah and and i love the way you ask those questions as well brace because you didn't say why don't you love yourself you said which parts of yourself aren't you loving where don't you love yourself because usually that lack of self-love is not holistic right it's not everywhere yeah that there's such powerful places to look into because it, it really gives you insight into okay this is the area of me that i am not too thrilled about mm. why is that mm. and then you get to you know what victoria was saying ask yourself powerful questions which was you know one of our last podcasts powerful questions it's like okay don't love this about me what is this saying about me what is this i mean what does this mean about who i am does it is this behavior that i'm exhibiting or experiencing maybe not exhibiting toward others but thinking about myself is it first you could say is it hurting me helping me Mm-hmm. And then what does it mean about who you are? For me, not being able to capitalize on, you know, my love being conditional. It's like if I didn't meet the condition that I had set for myself, mm. what did that mean about me? Mm. For me, it meant that I was worth garbage. Can I just like nothing? Re- phrase some language here of course please what yeah. are you making it mean about you because yeah, yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. actually you. saying no and you know just to be clear we're not actually saying it means anything about you but yeah that's not it's not a fact yeah it's like what are you making it mean yeah your story what story are you are you creating about yourself because of yeah. this uh this thing thing yeah. and it's so funny that we're talking about this and i don't mind sharing this on the podcast because you are our friends and family um but a big part of the thing that we're talking about for me at this moment in time is you know, me not loving a part of my life that I'm trying to deal with and challenge. And having spent, you know, hours and days and weeks and years probably in judgment of certain behaviors and mm. trying to then, and for me, spiritual judgment. Like if I wasn't behaving perfectly in that area, that must mean I'm not there yet and I haven't done enough work yet and all of mm. that kind of stuff. You can, your mind will screw you up. <laughs> like this is very slick. Every which it's way very, from Sunday. It's very slick. It, it wants to keep you in these patterns because that's what it considers. This is how we survive. Love that you said that. It's like, damn how painful it is, but 
I'm only here to keep you alive. Yes. Not to make everything puppy dogs and unicorns and, you know, yes. kitty cat poos. Yes. Right. It, and it's, it's so interesting because you can create a blindness like there's a every time i think mm. about the name of our company and it's like the perfect name for our company and what we do because like you can pull veils down over your own um behaviors and then over your own narrative in your own head about your own behaviors and and then over your own feelings about the narrative about your own behaviors yeah. and you just brainwash yourself right and and particularly if you've had any kind of brainwashing from anything which i have you know there's this kind of like you're not allowed to trust yourself and that Trust, I believe, is the doorway to self-love. And I think that quite a lot of the time we are looking at the way we show up in society and our behaviours and we start to not trust who we are because we watch ourselves do something that we kind of somehow feel is out of integrity but don't quite know how because mm. it's a behaviour pattern. It's a survival strategy. It's the survival strategy. It's a something that doesn't feel resonant and organically ours. So we do it and we're like... Mm was not really me and then you're like how can I trust myself when I don't know who that is that comes out in those scenarios mm. do you feel do you feel like it's you're almost compelled to do the thing that doesn't feel authentic mm. wow yeah for me yes yeah for I mean me, and yeah, for me, of course. And, and like just to be super honest we're talking about like deep trauma that I'm trying to like motivate through just because of events that happened to me through my illness physical stuff and there is a sense that for me, particularly being who I am and being successful, quote unquote, in the eyes of society, successful because I got better, you know, like it's everyone's, everyone else's perspective. Everyone only cared that I put on weight. It was not like a, how is Victoria? It was just like, is Victoria going to die from malnutrition today? So success in those kind of ways. Um, but it's interesting because it, you just get this kind of feedback loop from the world that you're doing it right. And for me, that doing it right has led to the, you know, complete drive to like complete succeeding and keep pushing and keep doing and do everything and be mm. super competent to everything and, you know, ace everything and never fail at anything. And that's kind of in my DNA, but it's not. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's not. And it's for me, a big part of my evolution this year. And we said it on our new year podcast. It's. It's about stepping into, okay, so I've got here because I used every single one of these strategies and they were awesome for what they were at the time. Right. And to be honest, they have built the infrastructure of Unveil in less than six months. Yay. Yay us. But if we can't, if I can't deliver the services with Unveil from the, the most authentic place, then I'm not doing my job of getting people to authenticity. Mm. So it's not my DNA. It's my coping strategies. And I get to go, wow. I love you coping strategies. You have made me survive. You have kept me safe. You have genuinely saved my life, literally. Yep. And there's no, that's not an understatement. Yeah, look at those strategies with love, everyone out there, definitely. And that's the core of redefining the route to loving yourself because there's a lot of love just you have to love every part of yourself and then stuff will go away. It's like that's conditional love because you're loving it so it will go away, <laughs> which doesn't work. No. Um, and so for me, it's, I genuinely see the value of the things that I do that are quote unquote damaging because I would not be here without them. But it's also about having that energetic capacity to stand in a space of release and trust, mm. trust myself, trust mm. the universe that I can let that stuff go. And without judgment, without evaluation, without 
any kind of um, hmm, self-directed anger. And, you know, I've been in all of those places. It's not like instantly Victoria just goes, magic wand, she's let go. Like we've talked a lot about it and I've been through the whole kind of, kind of grieving process on it, you know, denial and then the anger and then the whatever else there is in the grieving process. But it feels very much like the whole reason we called our our workshop the root, redefining the root to self-love or loving yourself, however it ends up, is because it isn't a one and done. Yeah, there's no recipe for this journey. Mm. But it's a journey. It's not a it's not a destination, which is a terribly cliche phrase to say, but it's like the root defines the fact that this is a process, it's not a awakening. Mm. And I think that it's very easy with the way we consume content these days and media and Instagram and everything's a meme and everything's a you know just love yourself and it's just like and this really does says nothing because one who are you loving and two why are you not loving the parts of you that don't fit with society because they're just as valuable because even if you want to change them they started because they were trying to protect you and that's the core of everything it's like those behaviors and even illnesses and everything that looks like your behavior or your body or something is broken and not working in the way it should quote unquote Mm -hmm. it started as an adaptation to something that you felt you needed to choose that thing in order to survive. And so probably it was exactly the right thing for you to do. The, the, the problem isn't the adaptation, it's the hanging on to the yeah, adaptation. Because the hanging on to the thing that does not work mm. for you mm-hmm. or anybody mm. anymore is probably something you want to figure out, okay, how do I see this, know where it came from, honor it, and transform it Mm. which is why we've called our course the transformational healing retreat because it's like how do we not change everything about ourselves but transform the energy with which we're holding the patterns that we have and you know there are easier and harder things to do this with let's just call it out and be blunt there are there's a reason why coaches exist. It's because this isn't always easy on your own. This isn't always something that you can just see and know and change. Some of them they are. Some of them awareness and seeing through your own you know, BS is enough. And suddenly there's a transformation moment that happens because it's just an insight and a shift. And I, I love those moments. I have those moments. I, I revel in the kind of like, oh, I've seen through my own ridiculous <laughs> concept of that and moving on. But what what did it take to get to that? Right. Get to that. It's like, you know, people say in Hollywood, it takes you 10 years to become an overnight success. (laughs) It's like, it's very much the same thing. It really takes some dedication and really looking into the messy parts Mm. of you Mm. and getting triggered and having those more shadowy parts come up where you do find the light. Mm. And it's like, ooh, and then... Mm. And so, yeah, I d- your your journey is unique to you. Your yes. route is unique to you. Yes, and you get to look at it with love. Uh, as far as your um, strategies that keep coming forward, that you're not necessarily a fan of mm. right now. And just to say, love and dislike can exist in the same situation Mm. so loving yourself should not be 
prerequisite on being the person you really want to be. Loving yourself has to happen regardless because with all the with all the and without all the so yeah. it's like you can love yourself and still dislike things that you do yeah it's acceptance mm. accepting things the way that they are understand that it's probably not your fault mm. it's just the way that things are and you you don't i'm not gonna i'm just gonna give you a directive you don't get to blame yourself and judge yourself for the way that things have been, the way things are. And now that you know all of that, mm. you don't get to move forward holding on to those things anymore because you can't unknow what I have just said. So it's now on you to take the step to start that shift. Mm. And, and if that, you feel like it's overwhelming and you can't do it on your own, find help speak to a friend speak Tons to somebody yeah, there, you know yeah. keep in touch with what we do there's so much free stuff that we've got coming out the stuff that the services that we offer because i just firmly believe that everyone deserves a safe space to heal and to find themselves that's definitely the truth and it, it you you deserve to give that to yourself if that's calling you and you feel like something is out of alignment and you're not in a place of self-love and you don't know how to get there there are roots, there are ways, there are people that can support you. Yeah. The reality is that other people always love you more than you love yourself yeah. as well. Uh, and here's just the thing, and I actually saw that saw this this morning, somebody wrote a meme, uh, forgive me, but it's, um, there are some people who you will go to with things that are troublesome in your life and they will blame you for it. They turn it around and make it your fault or they'll be like, well, you just need to ignore that mm -hmm. and just, just drive through, just push, just work harder or, uh -huh. or whatever. Then there are people who are like, oh, that's no fun. Um, let's look on the bright side of things though. Let's find the silver lining. And then there are those who will sit and listen with no judgment, with true empathy mm. And those are probably the people, mm. I'm going to say those are the people mm. that you should be going to for assistance as you move through mm. everything. People just need to be seen. Mm. And some of these parts of you that you may not have been loving so much about yourself, mm. I challenge you to try to see those things, understand them where they come from, why they are there, what they are trying to tell you. Mm. And in doing so, if you do it honestly, mm. with integrity, authentically, there will be answers there. Mm. And if you find giving your adult self compassion because you're watching the behaviors or what you're doing and you just can't access it, just think on what we've said today because these behaviors will have started years ago, years ago. Yeah. when you were a child. So if you can't access compassion for your adult self now, just look to the compassion for the child self that you must have been when this habit began. Understand the essence of the habit, not the expression of the habit. So mm. Mm. it's not what you're actually doing today, it's the essence. What does it give you? What's behind it? What's the reward? What's the payoff? Look into all of these things about the way you're showing up. Yeah, what is it protecting? What is it what protecting? Is it protecting? And these kind of questions, just journal on them and contemplate them. There's no, I think the magic that we believe in is slow and steady. It's like, there's no 
need to have revelations in the instant. It is contemplation and allowing these truths to live and breathe inside you that releases the energy to actually shift something and change your relationship to yourself, which will allow you to lift the veil of, of what's hiding the pain. Because, right. you know, there's no way those veils are lifting if everything's locked down and tight and tense. So mm-hmm. contemplate your younger self, your inner child, you know, whatever you want to call it. And just think about the spirit that was in that person that adapted and created this p- behavior pattern to protect itself that you are hating on today, but actually it absolutely needed to choose at that time. And if you can access it from that point, you might find there's just a little softness that breathes into your practice and into your journaling and into your contemplations. And softness is always a better place from which to approach tough subjects. Beautiful. Mm. Love it. So I hope we've explored a little bit today. I mean, obviously, our workshop is going to have loads more detail, practical stuff. We've got a whole module on what does self-care really mean? Mm. <laughs> Holds a session on like, what does self-care really look like? Um, and it's going to be super fun. Um, and you get to spend the day with us, two days with us, two whole days with you and me. Wow. What? Wow. Oh my gosh. People are lining up down the street. It's crazy. <laughs> so we will, um, I'm going to say this, um, and I'm going to hope that the landing page is going to be up by the time I release this podcast. But if you go to unveilenterprises.com forward slash workshop, there might be something there if you want to register your interest and, and like sign up. Because you can do that and right there now. there might not. <laughs> there may not. Well, no, we just won't release this if there isn't. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not that idiotic. I can sort of, you know, mar- mar- <laughs> marshal a marketing She funnel. does things good, y'all. <laughs> she does. I try. My little ways. Awesome. All right. I have loved this conversation. I have too. Mm. I started to find my words you toward did. the end, which was very nice. So thank mm. you guys for your for your patience. Mm. Awesome. All right, my friends. For now, we'll 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 leave you, um, and we're just sending you lots of lots of love and keep keep digging, keep exploring. Um, but for now, my name is Brace Harris, and I'm Victoria Fenton, and we are Unveil. Stay informed with all things Unveil. Sign up for the newsletter at unveilenterprises.com forward slash sign up.